0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Raw Roundup. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. And before we get into my thoughts on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, I first, as always, want to give a little love back to the people who left a review for this show. This week, it's Scolded Dog via Apple Podcasts. I like that name. Like a scolded dog says, I really like this podcast. Five stars. I've been watching wrestling for about 40 years. I have great memories of Gordon Soli doing championship wrestling from Florida. What's so great about these podcasts is that you really get a chance to know what the people are like outside the ring. Obviously, this never, obviously this never would have been even remotely possible in the kayfabe days. Yeah, uh, scolded dog. I've been watching some of the wrestling from from yesteryear on my twitch channel and uh and that includes even some interviews and, and and stuff like that and uh yeah never would have been allowed back then but it's really cool that we get to do that stuff now i i really do enjoy getting to pick these people's brains and getting to learn more about them as people um you know the the interview that's on the feed right now with biggie You know, we talk about his love life. We talk about the rehearsal. It's like stuff that you wouldn't normally hear a wrestler, uh, WWE superstar, talking about. Maybe it is just wrestler now. I don't know. I've been so ingrained into one way of thinking that I'm not even used to the other now. I'm wondering, should I... I, I, well, I mean, I never really stopped. I said I said wrestler the whole time. So, um, yeah, WWE superstar, whatever. I like getting into their brains and, and finding out more about who they are as people and the things they like. So I'm glad that it's appreciated from you as well, Skull the Dog. And so, yeah, if you guys are out there and you're listening to this right now, before we get to the Raw uh, Roundup portion of things, just want to say... If you leave a review, I'll uh, I'll read it here on the podcast. So please keep doing that. I really am happy to see so many of you saying such positive things about the show. I uh, I do this here alone in my office, <clears throat> and uh, you know sometimes you can feel like a crazy person talking to yourself. But when I see that you guys are liking these roundups, it makes me very happy. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. Enough about me. Who wants to Who wants to know more about me? Not me. Uh, so, now let's just talk about my opinions. <laughs> On Monday Night Raw, which begins with a fight in Gorilla between Rollins and Riddle, the fight spills into the arena, then to the ringside area as Riddle catapults himself off the barricade onto Rollins and everyone trying to break them up. Quick way to get the show started, get your attention right off the bat. Get you going. Get the the ADD brain active watching Monday Night Raw. And then we immediately segue into Trish Stratus making her entrance. Trish Trish says that it's great to be home and that it'll never not feel like home in between the ropes. Obviously, when she's going to say something like that, uh, it's going to elicit one response from the audience. And that is the crowd chanting... One more match for Trish Stratus. Uh, now, we all know that she's retired at this point, but they're chanting it one more match. And Trish has this twinkle in her eye as she says that she's been doing a lot of thinking lately, obviously teasing the idea that she might wrestle one more match. But she gets interrupted by Bailey Dakota Kai. And the EO Sky as we go to commercial break. I loved the cliffhanger there. Loved it, making you think. Well, wait—is Trish gonna announce that she's wrestling again? Are we gonna get Bailey versus Trish Stratus? Well, that'd be cool. Uh, your mind is racing, but what your mind is doing is waiting for after the commercial break. And I, I liked how they played with the fans there. So then, after the break, Bailey, Dakota, and EO Sky get in the ring, and they 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 talk about. You know, they pretend to be fans uh, of Trish Stratus. uh, But I love then Dakota being like, Trish, we don't actually care what you think. Uh, (laughs) That made me laugh. Dakota Kai, her facial reactions, everything she does, so money. uh, And she's been proving it each time she's on the screen, uh, proving her worth each and every moment the camera is on in front of her. I love it. Huge fan of Dakota Kai. Um... They they want to know what Trish Stratus is doing there. They're like, you know, <laughs> Bailey's like, who in the hell, is, who in the hell are you? You know, like, who who are you to to to, to talk to me like that? <laughs> um, and so uh, Bianca Belair shows up as backup for Trish Stratus and says, uh, "Who in the hell is Trish Stratus, Bailey? You're not even in the same stratosphere. hey Heyo uh, tells her there would be no Bailey without Trish Stratus. And, oh, I thought I had that muted. Sorry. Um, and then Trish has a great line. She goes, I can go from uh, I am retired to I was retired real quick if you don't stop running your mouth. Uh, Bailey wisely points out that there are two of them and three of her group. But then Alexa Bliss and Asuka show up to cool things down, and we lead into Sky and Dakota Kai. Versus Asuka and Alexa Bliss as part of the women's tag team title tournament. Um, Let's just talk about this Trish thing before we get to that, though. Um, You know, I think that uh, Triple H seems to be, you know, using people correctly. You know, this is how I want to see a legend use. Um, They're not being made a fool of. They're, you know, getting the hometown love. Um, They're getting, you know, respect from the Talent like that are baby faces to kind of like put them over. Um, you know, they're not they're, this did not make Trish Stratus look bad at all. If anything, it made you want to see Trish Stratus wrestle against Bailey one last time, and that's cool. You know, they're, they're, that's that's how you want to see a legend like this used. Um, she didn't diminish the talent at all that's there now. Um, all she did was elevate this feud, um, and because of the fact that. You know, they're in Canada and Trish is so beloved there. Um, all it did was transfer some of that positive energy over to Bianca Belair, to, to Alexa Bliss, to Asuka. So, uh, yeah, I, I had no issues with this. And, you know, Trish Stratus, you know, she's an entertaining person in the ring, uh, you know, legend for a reason. So highly entertained by this opening segment. All right, then we got Io Sky and Dakota Kai versus Asuka and Alexa Bliss. Uh, I love how Io continually gives us like a taste of her and Asuka in the early goings, but just like not full force, because obviously that's a feud for another day that really on its own is going to be big. That that That's going to be one that, that people are going to love. So I, I thought it was smart to only give us... A taste of it, just t- just little bits, just little bits throughout. Uh, Dakota busted out a sweet looking scorpion kick in the match, and just hearing it called out on commentary was nice. And the finish came after Oscar had a submission locked on the wrong competitor, which allowed EO to roll her up from behind and advance their team. Advances to the finals of the women's tag team title tournament and you know like I'd said little bits for Io and Asuka and that finish was one of them the fact that she got the pin on her in a sneaky way as she did um, was smart because now Asuka and Io have a reason to pick up their feud again as soon as this women's tag title tournament is over or you know whatever because I mean I don't know this, but if I had to guess based on the way I've been watching – the way WWE TV has gone as of late and all these returns that have been happening, um, if I had to bet, uh, a betting man, (laughs) if I was a betting man, I would say that Dakota and Io win the tag team titles and then Sasha Banks and Naomi reappear with the tag team titles and we get those – two sides feuding for a little bit. Bailey and her new crew versus her old best friend uh, and her new best friend. <laughs> and then we, we uh, you know, Bailey and Sasha really wanted to have a, you know, put respect on those WWE women's tag team titles. And I think that they might finally have the opportunity to do so in a significant way now that Triple H is in charge again. I mean, all you have to do is look at Everything he's done since he came back. So if Sasha and Naomi are coming back, that would be uh, the most likely scenario, I would imagine. And then after that, you know, there can be a feud between Eosky uh, and Oscar. But we gotta wait. I think we're gonna have to wait a little bit. So I'm okay with the little the little crumbs that they gave us for now. Dolph Ziggler doing a backstage interview after that that gets interrupted by Finn Balor. Balor says Dolph is no different than Edge and Mysterio. They attach themselves to younger talent to stay relevant. Ziggler eventually knocks him to the ground and then starts to walk to the ring, which turns around and asks if he's going to get up or stay on his ass like a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor gets new music, new entrance. Uh, The new music has a touch of his old theme in it. But not the part that makes everyone throw their hands up so it can kind of still have a heel vibe to it. Uh, the match itself was entertaining between the two of them. Balor attempts to hit the coup de grace, but Ziggler moves and hits the zigzag for a near fall. Rhea hits a cheap shot on Ziggler, which this time allows Balor to hit the coup de grace for a real win. Uh, yeah, I uh, no complaints here. Uh, two guys just getting to do their thing in the ring, entertaining spots, good psychology. You know, you're not going to get something bad from these two. And the the way they sold some of their moves was just, was killer. Um, So yeah, no, no complaints here from me at all. I think that, you know, um, if you're listening to this, I'm um, uh, sorry if I'm spoiling something that you didn't watch, but I don't think you'd be listening to this if you didn't watch it. <laughs> Maybe you would, I don't know. I have ha- had some people say that it was good for blind people too, because they get to kind of like get a little bit of a recap, but I would think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the difference between that and listening to Raw would be, but I guess because you can't read a recap online, so you can just listen to this recap. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But still... I don't think... That, I feel like most people listening to this, uh, they, they, did, they did watch the show. Now I got so off track of why I even said that. Why did I even bring that up? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, man. Let's just go to a commercial break on that note, and then we'll be right back. All right, so then Aaliyah had an interview... Uh, after the match, and and she was interrupted backstage by Bailey and company. They ask if Aaliyah was taking notes during Io and Dakota's match. Uh, then say that she's dumb for showing up on their show alone. Trish walks into the frame again, Trish Stratus, and asks how Bailey's knee is doing. Uh, Aaliyah her to te- challenges Bailey to test it out tonight, and uh, Bailey says. She'll see her out there. In the background, we can see Pierce dealing with the situation, but um, I'm now I'm starting to wonder if these backstage things we're seeing aren't actually related to Dexter Loomis after all. Like, I don't know, but these random fires, the car crash, the hand... You know, I... Like... We... We've seen Dexter Loomis doing things on the show now. And as much as they initially seemed connected, I'm kind of wondering if they, if it's been a red herring in itself. It's a red herring disguised as a red herring for the thing that we thought it was. The thing that we thought, it, who we thought it was for. But what if it's not? What if it's for someone else? I don't know. So then <coughs> Alpha Academy has an open challenge. Gable buries Canada and says, whoever answers his open challenge can be local, former athlete, whoever. Finally, the challenge is answered by Kevin Owens, who has his old graphics back and the duct tape shirt again. Uh, this got me hyped. I realize that it's something so simple and so small, but it almost feels like a reset of sorts for Kevin Owens. And I don't think he necessarily, you know, reset was me just wrestled Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. But in a way, he did kind of need a reset with the way that his character was being portrayed as like a more of a talk show host all the time rather than this like badass. Who could get stone? Who who could you know go toe to toe with Stone Cold at WrestleMania? So, you know, I think that it was needed, and so when you see, you know, the old graphics, the the duct tape shirt again, I don't think it necessarily feels like he is doing his greatest hits. It instead feels like someone being allowed. To do what he should have done from the start over again, with the knowledge he now has from a decade of experience in the company, and I just feel like um, maybe a decade—not a decade, but nearly a decade—you um, know—I I just think that you know it seems like like a hopeful restart rather than um, you know something that's that's tired or something that isn't necessary I think that it was very necessary if you want to portray Kevin Owens as a tough badass again that you need to signal in a way that there's a change and that's that's what's been happening and I, I really really enjoy it um, including the way it was done in this match you know we got Chad Gable versus Kevin Owens and um, you know Kevin Owens looks tough in the match but also you know I gotta say, Gable looked tough, too. I mean, there's that nasty spot where he, you know, backdrops Owens on the apron and then picks him up and hits a German suplex immediately after. Um, he even uh, reversed a stunner into a German suplex. I mean, these were things that did make Gable look very impressive as an in-ring competitor. I'm actually wondering if we're, if we're going to see anything between him and Kurt Engel next week in Pittsburgh. KO eventually hits the pop up powerbomb to get the win. And this was another thing I liked. Um, The stunner's a great move. Don't get me wrong. But that's Stone Cold Steve Austin's move. And I I just. I I never. I don't think he was ever going to get it over as much as, as his finisher as much as Stone Cold doing it. And I got no problem with it. Like, it's always awesome seeing the stunner. But I think the pop up powerbomb does seemed to be the thing that he was using that is most successful and so when he's now that he's but to see him bust that out again, I was super into it. I gotta say though, I want to see they should they should let him start using the package pile driver again too. There there was a Canadian destroyer in this episode of the show. There was a Canadian destroyer. That's close to a package pile driver. Let Kevin Owens use the package pile driver to win a world title. And the place will go nuts. Just saying. Just saying. Otis attacks from behind. uh, Attacks Owens from behind. um, But he gets hit with a stunner for his troubles. And then Gable gets a powerbomb onto Otis after that. Aaliyah versus Bailey. Aaliyah is shown crying beforehand. Wasn't really said why. But I mean, I'm guessing uh, it's because of this meaning a lot to her. She's in her hometown. Trish Stratus is a hero. Um, Bailey is someone I'm guessing she looked up to. A lot was happening, and Aaliyah showed it on her face. Um, some impressive offense from Aaliyah in the beginning of the match, but Bailey inevitably takes control. And after a decent match, uh, Bailey picks up the win, hitting the rose plant. Miz and Ciampa versus AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley after that. Champa gets a near fall uh, with the Willow's bell. Then he tries for a fairytale ending, but Lashley. Reverses out, hits the spear. AJ is on the outside. It's at one point in the match, uh, he gets attacked by what seems to be Dexter Loomis, but when security pulls him off and takes him away, it's clearly someone else. However, on the other side of the barricade, still you know on the the, the where the hard cam is pointing towards, um, uh, <clears throat> he appears in front of Miz. Miz is, like, on the floor recovering. Dexter Loomis pops up on the other side of the barricade, takes off his his helmet. It's Dexter Loomis now. It's not the person who just got dragged away. He locks in a sleeper hold on Miz, pulls him over the barricade, and drags him off screen. Um, This was very entertaining how he had this this insane serial killer look as he just stared forward at the camera, um, not blinking or anything just just crazy maniacal Dexter Loomis gaze uh, as he pulls him off screen and kidnaps Miz uh Lashley and Styles then focus on Champa and beat him up as Graves questions what the hell happened to Miz Graves does point out that it's Dexter Loomis though and Dexter Loomis doesn't work here <sighs> That was a lot to say. I liked all this. I Kind of kind of like I said before, I, it doesn't seem to mean anymore like these backstage things are connected to Dexter Loomis. It kind of seems like Dexter Loomis is doing his own thing that is separate from whatever his intentions are right now. Um, but I'm liking what they're doing with him. They're definitely making me interested in, in Dexter Loomis' story. Speaking of someone who knows a lot about Dexter Loomis... After that, let me get, had to get a little cough out there because I'm going to be talking here because I am excited. After that, we had Johnny freaking Gargano. Johnny Gargano. Johnny wrestling. Hell yeah. Johnny Gargano back. Rebel Heart pumps through the speakers. The crowd goes nuts. They're chanting Johnny wrestling. Here's, just right off the bat, something I loved here, is this was not in his hometown. This was not like Sami Zayn on SmackDown and Owens Tonight. This was not in his hometown, you know? And I think for a long time you'd hear the whole, like, oh, well, they have to be introduced because the NXT audience and the WWE audience are so different from one another. Like, they're not... It's, you know, they're not all watching NXT, you'd always hear, you know, but when Johnny Gargano's music hit, this crowd went nuts. They knew who this man was. They knew whose music it was. They were excited to see Johnny Gargano in WWE, not in NXT, you know, he's been gone for nine months and it was exciting to see that he came back home. He's back with Triple H. He's back where he belongs. Now, he says, surprise, everybody, uh, and talks about how it's been nine months since he's been in a wrestling ring. He thanks the crowd for reminding him who he is and introduces himself to anyone who doesn't know him by listing all of his NXT accolades. He admits that he wasn't sure if he wanted to do this anymore, but one day he was playing with his baby, and it reminded him that growing up, he had big dreams, becoming the IC champion. Dreams Of becoming WWE champion. Dreams of wrestling at Wrestlemania. And what type of father would I be. If I didn't teach my son that even the biggest most impossible dreams can come true. And he said when I left. Excuse me. He said when I left. I said you will never fail if you bet on yourself. And that's what I'm doing tonight here in Toronto. And God this was just like so awesome man. Like. I'm such a big Johnny Gargano fan. I I used to watch Johnny Gargano in PWG, and when you'd watch him in PWG, there was a clear divide. There was a Johnny Gargano section, and there was everybody else. And the Johnny Gargano section would go crazy for Johnny Gargano. And my group that I would sit in was not part of the Johnny Gargano section, and I was a a defector. (laughs) I couldn't help it. I loved the guy, dude. He had a, he had the, uh, the uh, a, a style that I enjoyed watching, a look that re- you know, a character that resonated with me. Um, big fan of Johnny Gargano. So this just like gave me goosebumps, man. Like I was so happy to see that that things are gonna work out for him in WWE. That he's gonna get to live out some of those dreams. That he's gonna wrestle guys like, you know. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, and you know, Cody when he comes back. Like, these are going to be such freaking awesome matches. Um, You know, there have been so many smaller guys throughout history who have proven themselves to be legends. And I think that Johnny Gargano, in the long run, at the end of the day, is going to be one of those people now that he has the opportunity to be the person, to be the superstar that he had the potential to be this whole entire time. Now, after that theory comes out and says a lot has changed in nine months. And that now with all he's done on the main roster, he's the vet of their group now. And Johnny is the rookie theory says that Johnny can support him now. And for old time's sake, ask for the high five they used to do in the way instead Gargano hits him with a super kick and walks off. This makes all the sense in the world to have these two feud right from the start. Um, you know, he, Gargano did help Theory, you know, when he needed it. And I actually think this is going to help Gargano where he needs it now. And so I like that they're going to go full circle on each other with this. I was even wondering, like, pff, the, way, the, way we, the way we know Triple H loves Johnny Gargano. And you know, like, from the past, like, Money in the Bank has switched people before. What if what if there's a match for the Money in the Bank Briefcase and Johnny Gargano wins it. What if? What if just throwing that out there? What if I like the idea? It's my fantasy booking and I'm sticking with it. Lastly, main event Edge versus Damian Priest. Crowd was on fire for this one. You could hear how stoked they were to see Edge wrestling again live. Um, I tweeted a picture and it's so cool. I mean, like, dude, like Edge was at you know WrestleMania in 1990 in Toronto. Is that picture of him in the crowd, and now he's wrestling in Toronto in 2022, defying the odds after his injury, um, wrestling at home, very cool. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, the the, re- the hometown thing, you know, doesn't always get me, but you know, when it means something to someone, it does, and it clearly meant something to Edge, and so place was going nuts for him. You know, just in general, Canada really pays love, you know, really gives proper love to their hometown guys. I mean, the way they treated Sammy, the way they treated Kevin, the way they treated Trish, the way they treated Edge. um, Really got to say, Canada, you're doing it right out there. You're doing it right for your hometown people. Priest hits a razor's edge on Edge (laughs) through the announce table. Uh, And then after the break, they're back in the ring, and Priest continues the onslaught. By hitting an unprettier, or the kill switch, whatever you want to call it, on Edge. But Edge kicks out. Priest attempts a spear, but Edge reverses it into his finisher. There's a ref bump south of heaven from Priest. Um, And the ref's not awake. Priest brings chairs into the ring for a concerto. Edge moves out of the way. Breaks the piece off. Doesn't work. He almost loses. Blah, blah, blah. However, he comes back. With a Canadian destroyer, that hits the spear and gets the win. Um, it's funny since Petey Williams works in WWE now. I want, I, I, I hope he was the agent for this match. Uh, I just think you know Edge is you know big Canadian wrestler hitting a Canadian destroyer in Canada. Hopefully, Petey Williams was involved in that because if he was, I bet you it warmed his heart backstage. Seeing seeing it happen in Toronto by Edge. Balor and Rhea Ripley get in the ring after the match, but Beth jumps in and protects Edge with a chair. Beth Phoenix, I should say. And the crowd obviously goes nuts. Uh, The show goes off the air with Rhea and Beth staring each other down. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think we all knew at some point with this Judgment Day situation, and the way Rhea Ripley's been rough, sh- running rough shot over everybody, that it was only a matter of time before Beth Phoenix rolled back into town to step up for her man. I'm wondering, do we see a mixed tag match next? Do we just see Rhea versus Beth? How are we going to get there? I think we need to have both of those. So we need to have Rhea and Damian versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. And then a solo match, just Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley. And I don't really care where they get slotted. But man, that'd be a good pay-per-view match. You know, I trust Triple H to to book that one well. I mean, you could also make that a main event of Raw. That would also be awesome. Um, But either way, I'm hyped. I want to see that match. It's going to be sick when it happens. All right. Uh I think I'm I think I'm done here. I think I've gotten through the whole show. I think I've told you all what I think. Just make sure if you're listening to the podcast version of this show that you leave a review or a rating wherever you're listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts though, hook us up with a review. Hook us up, dude. Hook it up, man. Hook it up, dude. I'm sitting here waiting. Just hook it up. <laughs> Um, If you do, though, I'll read it on the show. Like I said, I've been reading people's reviews at the top of the show, and I appreciate everybody who leaves those reviews. Also, make sure you subscribe. Eh, Did I say that right? Make sure that you are subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find this. Excuse me. it's not where you can find this. (laughs) Getting my outros mixed up here. It's where you can find Out of Character. The show that I do where I interview wrestlers every week, uh, WWE superstars every week, Out of Character. That's where you can find Out of Character every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Clips of the show throughout the week. Uh, There's stuff in the Community tab. There's clips from Raw and SmackDown as well. So make sure you're subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. And also, make sure you follow us on social media as well. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All the social media platforms, we are on them, so make sure you follow WWE on Fox there. Alright, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. I'm still sick. I'm tired, and I need to go to bed. So please let me do that, and make sure you're back here on Friday for the SmackDown Roundup. Alright, peace.